Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 12 of Cleared for Takeoff. I'm your host, Gavin Rice, and I want to share what I've learned in aviation both on the job, off the job, and what I've encountered everywhere in between. I had a really great week this past week, and I, I want to tell you all about it. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Uh, but I had this, this very unique opportunity to visit my alma mater on behalf of the company I work for and attend the university's spring career fair. So last episode, I, I talked about my, my, my own journey to the airlines and a little bit about the college program I attended, which was Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University located in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, and so if you haven't heard that episode and are interested in hearing my backstory, go ahead and check that one out. It's episode number 11. But now, since, you know, since I made that last episode um, talking about Embry-Riddle. I, I have since revisited the university, but this time I was on the other side of the table, so to speak. So as a, as a member of the pilot recruiting team at Republic Airways, I attended the Spring Career Expo and networked with pilots who were aspiring to join the airlines. Additionally, there were a few individuals who were seeking opportunities within safety, maintenance, and, and engineering fields. So although the, this event was catered greatly towards pilots, it was, it was still really great to see many people there seeking some non-flying jobs as well. And I remember years ago when I attended these career expos as a student and dressed up all fancy with my suit and tie and, and walked around talking with many different companies. And I remember leaving my resume with these companies and, and telling them about myself and, and why I want to work for them and, and how I'd be a good fit. And little did I know that in the future I'd be back, but this time standing on the other side of the recruiting table. I mean, talk about a, a really neat full circle moment. And what was really neat was that I bumped into a few former students and colleagues of mine from back when I was working as a flight instructor and, and as a supervisor. And so it was really awesome to hear from them and uh, they gave me you know, updates on their training and their flying hours and, and I was really excited for them. Uh, the night before the career fair, there was also a pilot social event that they held in the, the College of Aviation building. And it, it was essentially this, this mini career fair, but in a much more casual setting. Uh, so I, I had many people come up and ask all kinds of questions about the company, like our cadet program, the hiring requirements, and where our bases were, and, and what schedules like, uh, what schedules would look like, to, just to name a few different things. Uh, and, and this event was really great, uh, but I will add that the room got a bit crowded and loud, and so I had to speak up quite a bunch. Uh, and, and by the end of this two-hour event, my voice was a little shot. I was worried about the next day because that career fair was scheduled to go from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. So I was, I was a little nervous that my voice would be shot. But luckily, when I woke up in the morning, my voice was totally fine and, and ready to tackle a really fun day of talking with people. Uh, like I said, there were, there were a bunch of former students and colleagues and, and some people I had classes with. Uh, there was this one guy, Leroy. He's just awesome, dude. He came up to say hi and, and he gave me a big hug and he and I had, uh, I think we had a couple classes together. We, we definitely had this one business class, and yeah, and I think it was a couple of aviation-centered courses as well. And, and I, I actually do remember doing some sort of presentation in one of our classes um, with this guy, Lero. You know, it was a joint project. Um, it had been probably four years since I had seen him last, but it, it just, like, we remembered each other like it was yesterday. Uh, so that was really neat. 
another individual came up, Alex. He was a former student of mine uh, from the flight department, and um, he came up to me, and, and we had a great time catching up. I remember it was his, yeah, I believe it was his freshman uh, first semester, I started off his instrument training a couple of years ago. And I remember at first it, it was pretty overwhelming for him because he had come from some pretty sparse airspace. I think he said it was upstate New York or somewhere. So kind of, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and then he came to Daytona, to Embry-Riddle. And as many of you in the aviation field will know that Daytona's airspace is one of the busiest airspaces in the country, uh, let alone Florida in general for, for flight training. So, you know, going from doing some VFR pattern work in, in the middle of a, a nowhere uh, town or something to, to shooting instrument approaches at an airport, you know, Daytona in this case, with over 600 operations per day, it can be quite intense. But he did really well uh, transitioning to that, and, and it was really unfortunate that he was reassigned after that first semester uh, to a different instructor. And, and the reason for that is since there's something like over 1,000 students, uh, flight students and over 200 instructors, pairings can get kind of complicated, and they'll do their best to carry over some of those student-to-instructor to pairings but you know from one semester to the next, but most cases it doesn't work out. So I, I don't think I actually ever was able to keep a student from one semester to the next, and that's just how it worked. But anyway, at, at this career fair, Alex told me that he was almost done with his commercial certification, and, and he was cranking. He was, he was getting ready for checkride. Uh, and at this point, the, the human resources representative I was working with, her name is Victoria, um, she and I were trying to get people signed up for in-person interviews for our cadet program. Um, and, and the cadet program at Republic, essentially, it, it gives pilots a, a career path with Republic Airways once they get their hours. So uh, they'll interview with just their instrument rating or, or more. Uh, and as long as they have less than, I think it's like 700 hours, uh, depending if they're restricted or not un, or unrestricted certificate, uh, once they reach their 1,000 hours per the, the college-restricted uh, airline transport pilot minimums, they can get a job as a first officer at Republic Airways without even interviewing again. So, it, and it's it's this really unique and unique opportunity to essentially get your foot in with a company without you know having to interview again later. Um, what's really great too is it's it's not contractual by any means. So, it, it leaves a lot of doors open. Uh, you know, if you want to go to a different airline, by all means, hats off to you. Uh, but it's always on the table for you to come back to. So anyway, Victoria and I were chatting with Alex, and I asked if he wanted to interview the following day. I remember he was he was a little hesitant and apprehensive about interviewing, given that he hadn't really interviewed before. Uh, but I assured him that if anything, this is a really good opportunity to just interview and get some good practice in, uh, because starting off early on and, and getting some experience will only do you good. And and even if the interview doesn't go well. It's a really good learning experience. So we signed him up, and he interviewed with Victoria and a, a buddy of mine, Matt, who's who's also a Republic, another pilot. Um, and and Matt was going to do all the the technical portion of the interview. But anyway, that was that was the next day. I was not a part of that. I was only doing the career fair and the pilot social. Um, but anyway, I, I knew even though Alex was nervous, he would do well. And lo and behold, Alex texted me a couple of days later. 
and he told me that the interview went really well and that he was now a cadet with us. And he also said he, he wouldn't have interviewed if it uh, was not for, for me and Victoria hyping him up the day prior. Uh, so I was, I was really excited for him. I, I could tell he was, he was really excited too. So it, it's moments like these that make me so incredibly happy and proud. I mean, a, a text, a phone call, or, or just talking to anyone um, who tells me that, I, that I've made a, a positive impact on their life. It's just the best feeling ever. And, and I can relate to this feeling, especially to when I signed students off for their solo or their check ride uh, back when I was flight instructing. And, and once they complete that event, it's, it's just the best feeling in the world knowing that, you know, as the instructor, I was there to get them to that point. And since moving on from instructing, I, I've missed those moments a lot until now. And so now at this point, I've, I've had the opportunity to inspire people to come to work at my airline, all because I, I just share how much fun I have. And, and I give lots of advice to many applicants at this career fair. And, and the, the overarching advice uh, was, was pretty much, you know, giving people tips for interviewing and, and you know, um, answering their questions about what, what, you know, what they're looking for, what, what we are looking for at the company for, for candidates. And the main thing we're looking for in an applicant is we want to get to know who they are as a person. I mean, their, their technical skills are shared among all pilots. Every pilot will be able to fly a jet because we will put them through our rigorous training program. Uh, you know, they're going to have their hours. They're going to have their certifications, all that stuff. That That's just the bare minimum of, of what a candidate needs. But who they are as a person and what will make them a professional and a good face to our company. That's what we really care about. And so I, I advise a lot of these candidates that what we want is for them to tell us about, I don't know, their extracurricular activities. You know, if they're in college, what clubs were they a part of um, that might highlight their leadership and people skills? And essentially what makes them stand out? You know, how will they fit at the company and how will the company work for them? Uh, and we told them, you know, these candidates to, this is uh, we, Victoria and I would, would tell candidates just to do a little research on our company, you know, get to know our, our company and know the core values, our, our crew bases, uh, what code shares we operate for. Uh, and, and a lot of this information was repetitive for me to say over and over again to, to multiple candidates, but that's all part of it. You know, you have a, a ton of people throughout the day. Like I said, it was from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. with a quick little half hour lunch break on my feet all day talking to a bunch of people. So it was, it was a lot of work, but uh, again, I, it was a, a really unique opportunity where I, I got to network with many people and, and also see quite a few familiar faces. Uh, and what was really neat, too, is, is like I mentioned, you know, I had former students come up to me. I had some old classmates um, and, and some colleagues who were, who were still instructing. But some of those familiar faces were at other companies and who were also attending the Career Expo on, on behalf of their companies. Um, whether those were other regionals or whatnot. So that was really unique, too, to, to catch up with those people and to see them in uniform at their company and, and you know, walk over and say hi to them at their booth. So that was, that was really unique, too. And just overall, what a great time catching up with people. And I, a lot of people looked at me funny and thought I was crazy when I said that this was also on my birthday. Many people were, were kind of shocked that I would even remotely think of choosing to work on my birthday. Um, 
and I mean, attending this event, well, it's, it's, it's paid extra. It's, it's on a volunteer basis for my time. So, uh, I, I did not have to go to this. This is not like a, a thing that was thrown on my schedule by crew scheduling, for example. So this is something I chose to do in addition to my reserve time, uh, being ready to fly. Um, but I, I kind of thought of it like this though, that it, it was an opportunity to get to talk to people, catch up with some friends and, and go somewhere warm for my birthday and get paid doing so. Uh, and so honestly, I, I think it's a win-win because if, if I had not gone on this trip, uh, you know, my birthday is in the middle of the week, so it's not like I really could have done much with it. I would have been just home anyway. So I, I thought it was a, a really great time. Uh, and I couldn't have honestly asked for a better birthday this year. It was, it was really fun. Uh, and you know, I, I did come back home, uh, after that and, and made sure to celebrate with my girlfriend once I got back. But, but, uh, it was still, a, a really enjoyable way to spend my birthday. And even though the career fair was a, a very long day, like I said, I think nine to three or something like that, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and it, it's kind of hard to believe that I, I get paid to do stuff like this. Uh, and it's just like I've said over a few, <laughs> quite a few times already in this episode, it was just loads of fun. Uh, and, and to top off the day, uh, that evening, a group of us got together and we went to this restaurant called Caribbean Jack's in the Daytona area. It's, it's kind of like a island style, uh, Caribbean themed, uh, restaurant, really fun. And so there was a few of us from the, the company that were there, uh, a couple more, a couple more people from Riddle, uh, friends of mine from the, um, that I'd met at the ultimate Frisbee team. Uh, one of whom actually I, I went to high school with. So a couple friends there. And additionally, I, I also invited one of my former students, Corey. And Corey and I trained in the uh, the flying club. I, I was instructing him uh, on his private pilot training while I was at that point full-time flight supervising. So I was no longer full-time flight instructing in our flight department at Riddle, uh, but I was, I was kind of part-time on the side instructing for the flying club. And so uh, I brought him out because, you know, I, I had mentioned in that uh, other episode, episode four, if you haven't listened to it, go ahead and listen to it. It's uh, I talk about his solo and, and his private pilot training, and it was a really good one. Um, and at the end, I, I think I made a mention like, Corey, I'm going to, you know, we're going to meet up and get that beer I'd, we'd been talking about. And so we finally actually got to do that. It was really great uh, to catch up with Corey. And since I finished up his training, he already went through instrument, got that done, and he's almost done with his commercial certification. I think he said he's got his check card coming up really soon. Uh, so that's really exciting. Um, and I'm just, I'm so stoked for him to see the progress that he's made. He also told me he's going back to graduate school um, to get a, a master's degree. Uh, so that's just, you know, that's awesome. And he's he's got a job with the university already. So uh, being able to take advantage of, of those perks um, to help with some serious tuition costs uh, that get covered and then also have continued access to the flying club and he's he's opening so many doors for him uh, getting this master's degree and, and also uh, getting all his, his flight ratings too so just really awesome to, to catch up with him and, and have some good laughs and, and talk a little bit about our, our good old flight training days so that was that was really fun and I, I, had, I had mentioned it uh, I think in that that episode four talking about his training he was just one of my rock star students. He made my job really easy uh, to do. It was, it was pretty stress-free. I remember he was talking about, like, I was I was joking, but on one of our uh, late-night 
cross-country flights. Uh, I, I jokingly said, I'm just going to be over here and taking a nap. I mean, that's how much faith I had in Corey's uh, abilities to fly. He was uh, very good at what he was doing, uh, and I could trust him. And, and so, again, it just made my job really easy. Uh, and I, I think I had touched on it in episode four, but um, my plan is one of the future episodes. I'm going to recount the day that we got stuck in the mud at a grass strip when we were doing his training. Uh, and that was definitely quite the learning moment for both of us. Um, so I, I'm going to have some fun writing that one and, and uh, putting that out in one of the, the next future episodes. So stay tuned for that one. But anyway, that uh, that pretty much sums up the career expo that I got to work at. And again, it was, it was a really fun experience and it had this full circle moment. Uh, kind of a career moment for me too, given that, you know, I, I remember back when I was dressed up with the suit and the tie and as a student handing out my resume and, and, and networking with people and getting to know uh, some of these companies. And now I was there helping that next generation of, of people who, you know, once they graduate, they get their hours, they're going to move on. And, and whether it's an airline or not, you know, is, is really great to answer people's questions too because a lot of it was you know information based you know people might come up with just some generic questions um actually there was one guy who was who came up and asked if we had any uas uh programs which is unmanned aircraft systems uh and and we really don't (laughs) at the airlines and i told him kind of jokingly well come back in 35 years when you know airlines might be single pilot or or, you know, just automated, which is a scary thought. That's a whole nother side topic to, to talk about anyway. Uh, but, you know, in terms of applications of, of small drones, we don't exactly have any of those. The best thing I could think of is we've probably contracted different companies to help with inspections of, of construction sites. Like our, our new fancy new training center probably needed some inspections and maybe they contracted out some small companies that, that did inspections using their drones. But there's nothing really directly with our company that that uh, does UAS stuff. But it was still really unique to have someone come up and just just ask, you know, out of the blue, hey, do you guys do this? So, it, you know, it's, it's great to see um, people at this career fair, it's more than just for the pilots. You know, it's, it's a career expo at the university, meaning it's, it's theoretically going to cover all the different degrees, uh, that the university does have. So it was, it was really neat, um, to, to get to talk to a bunch of people. And, and like I said earlier, I think there were, yeah, there were, there were a handful of people who came up and were asking about engineering programs or, or maintenance program, um, and I think within human resources as well. I mean, it, every airline has a ton of different jobs. It's more than just being an airline pilot or a flight attendant. I mean, there's there's so many different jobs within the airline. So it was really awesome to, to see, you know, people in, in addition to the pilots come out and, and talk with us. So like I said, I mean, it was it was really great to be able to answer a bunch of questions about, about the job that I love doing. And I got to share my knowledge and perhaps maybe imprint some of my wisdom on, on people as well. And, and it was it was also really great catching up with friends and colleagues and, and seeing all the changes that Riddle has undergone since I left, which was not too, too long ago, a year and a half ago. Uh, and they've already made a ton of changes. I remember when I left, there was, hmm, I want to say about 1,100 flight students. What I heard from them uh, when I visited just uh, this past week, was now there are something like 1,500 flight students and over, I think over 9,000-ish total students at the university, um, which is a lot more than when I was there. I think when I left, it was six to 7,000 or something like that. So it's just grown uh, so much 
since I left. I mean, it's this busy little city, <laughs> um, and I wish I had more more time to check things out. But it was it was just a quick trip. But uh, I definitely know I'll I'll be back to visit in the future for sure. So since this episode and and the previous episode was a lot about how I made it to the airlines, you know, talking about the the path that I made uh, to go to this college program at Ember Riddle, uh, I, I want the next episode to be a, a more generic info type episode where I'm going to go through all the different ways to become an airline pilot. You know, it's more than just doing a, a, a career uh, or a it, there's more than just doing like a, a, a college program. You know, there's a lot more options out there. So it really is a golden age to be in this industry, uh, particularly as a pilot. But again, across many career fields as well, because you have all these retirements and income increases and uh, and most importantly, it's just, it's a really fun career with a lot of great perks. And I've barely just scratched the surface with this job. I mean, the, I've got, you know, 40 years ahead of me in this career. And so it's it's just really exciting uh, what I have going forward. And so I, I want to talk about the different ways to get there because there's more than one option and each person's going to be different in terms of their abilities to, to financially support this kind of education, whether or not you're going to go through a college program or or do the flight school method or, or go a different route. There's there's different ways to get there. Uh, and so I'm going to highlight that in the next episode. So that concludes this week's episode of Cleared for Takeoff. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back next week talking about, again, those different ways to get to the airlines. But until then, as always, fly safe. <music>